Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. I struggled some with this message. It's entitled Adam's Loss of Power. And it's a continuation also of the foundation or the principles that we get from Eden, some things. And there's about a series of four or five messages. And I believe this to be the last one in that series. But in that, I noticed something as I was studying and looking at the Garden of Eden, and I noticed something very interesting. And I would like to reveal this to you. And also, I asked God, as I've been studying for uh, more than one week on this message, that I asked him that he would show me. In fact, one night as I went to bed, just the last thoughts that went through my mind, yet I just said, Lord, show me somehow what you want to do with this message. And I had a dream that night, and I want you to hear this. I had a dream that night that I was walking on some steps on a sideway, a place where, or a sidewalk where people walk, and I saw rattlesnakes, but they were small. They were not big. There was no big rattlesnakes. They were just small and they were tiny. They were maybe like this long, but they were rattlesnakes. And I was told, if you do get bitten from a rattlesnake, it is even more harmful than a big snake, uh, a big rattlesnake, because the venom is so much more refined than a small one. And I guess that goes along with other types of snakes. But I saw that and I noticed that it happened. There was like a step and then next to the sidewalk, there was like water where people would go to drink water. And if you can somehow watch me walk down these steps and just kind of walk with me and see that as we go to the river to find water, rivers are always in a lower part. Rivers are not on mountaintops. They're in a lower place. So we always go down to the river. So as you go down to this river and you walk on the side of this river and you take your water and drink, it's when you go back up, it's where those snakes were. They were some on the sidewalks, but they were just like all at once. I noticed there's just a lot of little tiny snakes, but they were all rattlesnakes. It was very clear it was, they were rattlesnakes. And for some reason, the Lord just instructed me to kill them all. And the next thing I knew that there was little ones that I had to step on, but many of them just all at once as I was walking past her, they just died. They just, they just cringed up and cringled up and died and nothing went further. And I noticed, I said, well, that's interesting that they died just by walking past them. And uh, I've got a little piece of lint, sorry about that. Um, and I, I just, that's uh, amazing. So God, what do you want to do? And then when I continued to study with this message, I, I uh, arrived at the conclusion that I believe that there's probably, and I don't know, there's probably a lot of people that will listen to this message that have this kind of thing in their lives. And it's not necessarily a big thing. It's not maybe so big that is ruling most of you, but maybe to some it is. To some, you might have a major issue. But to others, it's a little thing that maybe is in your life, not very big, but it needs to die. And the other thing that I found interesting, now I'm going to speak about the loss of Adam's power in the garden. And 
If you can hear a little bit what happened, and we're going to look at the tendencies of men and the tendencies of women because there was two people in the garden. First of all, let's notice something. Let's notice that when Adam was created, God created him, and then he made Eve out of his sight. Is that correct? Eve came out of his sight, out of a rib. Now, I wonder if Adam had to teach Eve how to talk so that they had the same language. I tell you what I tend to believe. I tend to believe that when Adam, when God took Eve out of Adam's sight, he said that it says there that Adam saw her and said, ha, huh, that's flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. It must have been something that he identified. Now, just to put little thoughts in your mind, you might, that might make you, uh, might upset you a little bit if I say this, but I do not know. Maybe Adam was created with two heads beforehand. Maybe he had four legs. And when God took the rib, he parted that, and now, ha, huh, Adam said, ah, that's the other part of me. I do not know. But you do not read anything that they had to learn each other's words. But it was obviously obvious they communicated immediately. So, I don't know the, those, I don't know those, um, those answers. But we do know one thing that God made it very clear and said it, that you may eat of every tree of the garden. I've been telling you this. But there's one tree in the middle of the garden that I do not want you to eat, and that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I've been speaking about that all the way through for the last, close to the last month. Now I would like to open this message with Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and it says like this, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion. And I will stop right there for now. Let them have dominion. Now, probably at this time, you will be seeing sooner or later now where I'm going, with, going to go with this message. The word dominion means to tread down. If you look at Hebrew, it means to tread down, to suppress, to keep it in check. So God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have make so that they everything around them is subject and that included the serpent in the garden and that serpent was the one that then came to Eve and was more subtle than all the other animals and reptiles and so forth and started speaking the enemy spoke out of that serpent as much as God could speak out of a donkey um, for Balaam he could, the enemy could also speak out of a serpent's mouth, obviously, at this place. So when we, when we look at the prime responsibility of mankind in the beginning was to multiply and replenish the earth and to keep things in order. And any time we walk away from the order of God, we walk away from the blessing of God. This is something that we see all through the Bible. If you want God's blessing, you need to stay in His order. If you walk away from God's order, you will walk away from God's blessing. Now in Genesis chapter 3 verse 12 it says, And the man said, The woman whom thou givest to me, or giveth to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Verse 13, And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Verse 16, Now I want you to see something here. 
And unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, two points of sorrow. We do know, I am not a woman, I never had a baby. But I do understand in my observation as well as we had four. I do understand there is a certain amount of sorrow that goes with giving birth to a child. Some of us have a hard time keeping our weight at a certain place. And how can you imagine, us men, that in nine months we could look like some of us have in, took maybe many years. And in nine months you have that, that balance of weight and balance of everything. It just changes and the hormonal changes. It's different. It's, 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 I think it's really a difficult thing to be pregnant. I think it is. And it's a sorrowful thing. You're not comfortable at times. You, especially in those last, last several weeks, it's, you want to get this baby out. I'm, I'm ready to give birth to this baby. And then giving birth to the baby is very painful. Very, very painful. And so that is one sorrow. And that's a sorrow we all understand. I want you to see another sorrow. It's something that typically is not picked up by a lot of people. I believe the Lord just put my eyes right on here and showed it to me uh, while I was reading uh, uh, some time ago in Genesis. It says, let me say it again, it's because the woman was beguiled. And the word beguiled means she was amazed, she was bewitched, she was like, ha, huh, really? The serpent spoke and said that you will be like God. And it caught her with a, oh, wow. Next thing she knew, she was falling. Somewhat the same beguilement of what happened to Peter when Peter was looking at the waves, when he heard the words of Jesus, he had to have the word of God. You see, Jesus spoke and said, Peter, come. And so he had the word to walk on, and he walked on the word until he saw the wave. And he looked at the wave, and next thing he knew, he was starting to go down. And that is the same form. All at once, the wave distracted him from the presence of God. Next thing he knew, he was sinking. This is what happened to Eve. Now let's look at these sorrows again. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. All right? And notice the next word. It says, and thy desire shall be unto thy husband. Is that sorrow? We understand the sorrow of conception. We understand the sorrow of having a child. But do we understand a woman's desire to be to her husband? Do we understand that to be a sorrow? Now, I did not come up with this message overnight. I put a lot of, a lot of study, a lot of praying, a lot of looking at these things so that I do not come to you today and just say things that quickly come to my mind. But I have drawn some conclusions in this. I have drawn conclusion that there is a certain, if we understand sorrow, a certain form of sorrow that Eve 
had to have from here on. And that is, you cannot walk to the tree alone by yourself again, but you have to get the permission from your husband. You will have to be in subjection to your husband. Your desire shall be to your husband. There's another word for desire, dependence. Your dependence will be on your husband. You will from here on no more depend on yourself to make the decisions. But you will now put dependence on your husband. And you will depend on him to stand with you, to help you, to oversee you. And you're in subjection to her or to him. And he shall rule over you. He shall rule over you. Now, let's go back again. This is the place where man, Adam and Eve, lost their power. After Eve stepped out and took of something that she was forbidden by on the word of God, God said, from here on, all the way through life, as long as there is husband and wife, the woman will also be under her husband. And he will rule over you. Now, by this time... Some of you might understand where I'm going with this message today. This is more of a teaching message. Two points of sorrow. Again, conception, giving birth to a child, and he will rule over thee. It is at this point, as we understand and study in the Word of God, we understand the birth and the development and the creation of two specific people in the Bible. One of them by name of Ahab and the other one by name of Jezebel. And that's the subject for today. Ahab and Jezebel. Now, one of the things that I noticed, this is, this is sensitive and it shouldn't be. And I will not make it sensitive. I will speak the way the Bible says. But I noticed in... Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.